friends. Welcome back to the Call to Lead podcast. So we have been chatting a lot about money lately on the podcast, and I really hope that you have enjoyed hearing my heart on the topic, as well as incredible insight from some amazing experts in the field of money. And I want to kind of transition into a topic that I know is super relevant to a lot of you right now, which is growing your team. So I am hearing that that's what a lot of people really are wanting to do, whether they already have an existing team and they're wanting to put more of a focus on building some momentum within their existing team, or even if you are just wanting to kind of get started and want to know what that looks like. So the next several episodes are going to be diving into talking about all of that in terms of building your team. But today's episode in particular is going to be talking about a topic that is definitely a difficult lesson that I have had to learn over my journey as an entrepreneur, and that is the importance of valuing people over profitability. So I love this topic because it is such an important transition because obviously profitability and making money in your business is very important, but the way that you are going to achieve that is by building relationships and putting people first. So I'm going to be sharing my top five tips of how you can grow your team by putting people first. So let's dive into today's episode. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader. And I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. So you might be thinking, okay, yes, I'm ready, Heather. I want to learn how to grow my team and grow that residual leveraged income from the team side of the business. So if you listen to that series a few episodes back, you learned that you can make residual or passive income from your personal business by giving amazing customer service and really valuing people well. And we're going to talk a little bit about how what the different five steps today will play into that as well. But so many of you guys are looking to, like me, build that residual or passive income that comes from building a team. Because first of all, it's less tied to your own effort, right? You're not having to be the one that's putting out all of the content or doing all of the things and exhausting yourself on social media because essentially you've empowered other people to be able to share and grow their businesses. And in turn, when they win, you win which is a beautiful aspect of the business model of within network marketing. So if you're kind of feeling that way and you're like, okay, yes, Heather, I'm ready. Tell me all the things, but you're feeling, and this is a common thing I hear, that you don't know how to do it because you don't want to be pushy. Because that's, I think, the biggest thing that holds people back is they value people so much or they are such a people pleaser or such helpers by nature that they don't want to come across as being pushy in terms of focusing on those own individual goals that are going to come from helping someone else achieve their goals. So I'm going to invite you to kind of flip that script today and realize that it's okay to, number one, both have big goals for yourself and to have that desire to start 
and sustain your business from a place of profitability. But what happens is when people lose sight of that, when they kind of get a little bit greedy or a lot of the goals or decisions or things like going for a rank or a car or a trip, they're valuing that in-game goal or that result. And in a lot of cases, they're valuing their own self-worth over the people that are going to be the ones to help them get there, namely their customers, if they're the ones who are ordering the product to earn that reward trip, right? Or your team, again, if it's going to take a certain structure in your organization to reach that next big rank or, you know, the top level of your company even, it's going to take a lot of people. And if you lose sight of the most important facet, that's honestly where the ickiness of the business model starts to creep in. And so I'm really hopeful that my story and some of the examples that I'm going to share today can not only help you kind of shift your mindset towards how it's okay that you can grow your business by helping other people grow their business too. That's the beautiful aspect of this business, right? But also that you can kind of be equipped with the perspective to know that you can serve people well by learning about what it is that they want from this business or from your product and so on and so forth. And so the coolest part about this story and one of the inspirations behind me sharing this on the podcast is I, as many of you know, I had a boutique in Savannah for over 15 years. And I remember when I decided to make the difficult decision to sell it to pursue my saint business or pursue this business full time, it was a really challenging, tough decision. And I remember having coffee with one of my best friends and business mentors And she was giving me all of these incredible business-minded tips on how I could increase my profitability, in a lot of cases, even by letting some of my staff who were really invested in my vision go or even taking on some of their tasks and restructuring a lot of the ways that things were being done in my boutique. And I realized in that moment, I didn't want to do that. (laughs) I was like, I value the people that I have met along the way. I valued my employees I valued my customers, my my brides when I had my wedding dress shop. I valued them all above profitability, which is a good thing, but it's also kind of a hard thing if you're trying to run a brick and mortar million dollar retail business and provide for your family. And I'm not going to say that it can't be done well, and a lot of these principles will apply to all the different types of the business models. But what I realized, and certainly what I have seen to be the biggest difference maker in shifting from a traditional entrepreneurship role into building a network marketing business or direct sales business, whatever you want to call it, is the fact that that is, if you have that mindset, like I did in that moment of valuing people over the profit, like if you genuinely care more about serving other people and helping them reach their goals more than you care about helping reach your own goals, then that's the ticket to success, which I think is so cool. And it's been such a big eye-opener for me that, and such a, such a reason that this business model has been a better fit for me than something like a brick-and-mortar retail store. And so I love to share that story because, you know, you kind of can have the best of both worlds with this business model, but you've got to get your mindset right in terms of valuing people over profitability, Okay. So let's dive in to these five ways that you can choose to value people over profitability and some tactical strategies along the way. So the first one is going to be that you need to take the time to make the connections required to even get to know your customers, your team, you know, your leaders, even your mentors to kind of figure out what it is that they want. 
or what do they need help with? And I was actually chatting with one of my rock star leaders who is wanting to take on growing her Instagram following. And I was sharing that I myself, and you may or may not know this, I know it's kind of crazy. I've been uh, diving back in slowly but surely to Instagram and being a little bit more consistent on there. But I'm very much going to come at it from the intentionality of serving the people who are already there. So whether it's your existing followers on social media, whether it's your customers, or whether it's your team, if you're not taking the time to connect with them, to find out what they need help with or what they even want from your product or your business or from you specifically as their kind of mentor or the person that they're they're following behind, right? If you don't know what that is and you're not taking the time to intentionally connect and ask those questions, you're never going to be able to get to the root of how you can serve them best. So if you're looking to grow your social media following, for example, or even for me, in terms of growing my podcast, I asked my podcast community, the Call to Lead podcast over on Telegram, and or the Call to Lead community over on Telegram, and I asked them, hey, what are the biggest things that you're struggling with right now? And the inspiration for this next segment of my podcast is coming from a lot of those things where they want to grow their team, but they feel a little bit stuck. And so by learning more about what they need help with, I know how I can better serve them. Now, do I want to grow my own, you know, podcast downloads? Do I want to grow, you know, the business from, you know, all of the different facets of my income streams? Yes, I totally do. But once again, the way that I'm going to be able to do that is by taking the time to connect and get really curious with my leaders, my team, my followers, all of the things about what it is that I can help them with. And so the connection sometimes can be quite a challenge if you have a very large following. It can be very overwhelming if you already have a really big team. But I'm telling you, it can be the most impactful use of your time, far much more than creating you know, the content or far better than trying to focus even on your own personal business, if I'm being honest. It can help you feel such a deep sense of purpose behind the reason you're doing it in the first place. When you take the time to connect intentionally with your existing followers, with your customers, and with your team. So with your customers, this is what's going to help build that residual income aspect from your personal business is by asking them, what do you need help with? What do you want to learn about? What are some areas that you might be struggling with? And asking them individually, you can ask them on your stories. There are lots of ways that you can do this, but taking the time to, to connect with them, to get really clear on what it is that they want from you is what's going to help you to continue to serve them well in your business. So the team is obviously what we're talking the most about, and this is where it is the most important for you to take the time to do this, okay? And this can be on your first line and can and should be, I would say, quite often on your first line where you should be connecting intentionally, certainly with any leaders that you have on your team to find out kind of where they are in their business, what their heartbeat is for the business right now, because that can and does change. And if you're not consistently taking the time to do that, and I'm not talking about at the end of the month, my friends. doesn't have to be like a set time at the beginning of every month, but it can be. And you can start that and you can do it today. Pull up your downline list. Go through it. See who maybe needs, you know, some encouragement. See who's actually doing the work. Take the time to connect with them and make that an intentional aspect of your business because that connection piece is the first step in how you can value what it is that they want enough to drive your actions to help you get what you want, okay? So one of the words that I love, this is kind of my word of the season, 
And you're going to learn why from next week's episode where I chat with a new friend, Dr. Raymona Lawrence, about how to grow your team with inclusivity. And the word she used is get curious, ask questions. And I love that. The curiosity side of it is the first step to connection. So if you're feeling stuck in your business, that's why I say this is step number one is take the time to connect with the people that are already connected to you right now, okay? So that's step one on the five ways is you can, uh, five ways that you can value people over to profit, over profitability is to take time to connect, okay? So number two, the second way is when you do connect, you need to meet people right where they are. And I don't want you to assign any sort of value on yourself or on your goals or certainly on your worth based off of where they are. And so what I mean by this is a couple of different things. It's your role as a leader, even if you don't have a team yet, and certainly if you do have a team, and more importantly, if you have a big team, is it's your role to create a community, okay? Because a lot of times that's why people join a network marketing business to begin with, is they want to be connected with like-minded people. They might be a stay-at-home mom who's kind of lonely, and they like the makeup and or the, the happy juice or the the fitness product, whatever it is, and they want to be connected with other people that feel the same way about it. And so they might not have or desire to have big goals in their business, but they want to be connected to you and they want to be connected to others. And so you've got to create that community for them regardless of how it's going to impact your business, okay? So the way I do this, I love Telegram and I have a community for my direct artists and I make that step one when someone enrolls with me is to get them plugged into that community on Telegram. A lot of leaders I know still use and leverage a Facebook group and I think that's a great way to do it. I am a part of a a much bigger group now where we, a lot of top leaders kind of pulled our resources together. So I leveraged that for the team group, but it's too big to really create that community. And so for me, it's on Telegram where people can, we hop in there and we pray for each other. We share, I invited um, my directs and actually everybody on Instagram as well to join me in a reading through the Bible for the second time. I am going to be doing a Bible reading plan called the Bible Recap. I think they actually also have a podcast, which I can't wait to check out. But I invited my team, all of them, to join me in reading through the Bible using that Bible Recap reading plan on the Uversion app. And so that was an example of helping them feel connected, even if they don't really have big goals with Saint or big goals in their business. I'm meeting them right where they are. Because I can think of more than a few instances of my teams and even several from my directs where, again, those circumstances changed and that connection piece and the community piece was the the catalyst and the foundation for them to start to take their business more seriously, okay? So meeting people right where they are is step one in terms of creating community. The other side to this is when you're meeting somebody where they are, you're not pushing them or pulling them, or certainly dragging them towards your big goal. Because I'm here to tell you, friend, you if you're listening to this, you probably are the type that you were the top 10 to 20%, even if you're not there in rank or sales yet. Like You've got that mindset where you're one of the 10 to 20 percenters who really want to grow this business. But guess what that means? 80 to 90% of people, including your team, aren't going to be where you are in terms of their mindset, their goals, their ambitions, and you've got to be okay with that. So even if they're the person that you need, maybe they're a brand new person that just filled that final bubble in your bubble chart, your rank chart, to help you get to that next rank, 
you have to be okay with if that person's goals aren't as big as yours, you cannot drag or push or pull people to get there because this is a volunteer army. Yes, people do make an investment in the kit and shoot. And some companies, they sign up for free, which I think can be a good thing, but it can also be a way, like I guarantee you those numbers go from being 80 to 90% that want to do something to probably like, I don't know, or that, yeah, don't want to do something to being like 95% of them. So I haven't really thought about that before, but truly sometimes it takes making that investment to take the business seriously. And again, if people haven't done that, or maybe it's been a while since they did it, maybe they've already paid off the kit and they've been kind of dormant for a minute, you can't push and pull them, okay? They will feel it and they will know that it's not really in their best interest, that it's in your best interest. And again, that's what gives network marketing a bad rap. So don't do it. Don't push or pull people or drag them because of your goals, okay? So Remember that even if they don't love the product, and again, you can get curious and ask them, like, hey, if that new person joined your team and they're not really doing much, it could be that they don't even like the product like they thought they would. So get curious, go back to step one and connect with them and ask them. Or again, as you'll learn next week from um, chatting with Dr. Ramona Lawrence, if they did the things, they followed the systems, they did the steps and it didn't work for them. Ask them, why? Why do you think this didn't work for them? It could be as simple as their community, their, you know, the people that they're already connected to personally have need a, a slightly different approach. And that can be your unique way to help encourage and empower that person to be able to dive back into it and take it to the next level. But you have to be okay if they don't love the product, if they quit, if they go to a different company, a lot of times when people are kind of serial jumping, it might be because they're really not grounded in the product or they're not grounded in the mission of your existing company. They're just kind of chasing like the dollar signs. And I'm telling you, you can make money at any great company. There are some that, again, beware of like get rich quick type scheme type things. But if the company's been around for a while, if they're very well established, you can make money there. Yes, even if you didn't join right away. In fact, also in this series, I'm going to be sharing the story of a friend of mine, Jody Watkins, who's a top leader over at Rodian and Fields, who joined eight years after her company started and has built a massive team of thousands. It might even be tens of thousands of you guys. And actually spoke from her company's conference last year. So if that's not proof that you, no matter what, like we, our company hasn't even been in the network marketing space for eight years yet, which means someone could join next year and still have the level of success that Jody or I or your top leader has had. They just have to have the mindset and they have to have this people first mentality like Jody does. So I'll be sharing a previous episode um, of hers and sharing her story coming up also on the podcast. So definitely look forward to that and go ahead and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube or, you know, give me a follow wherever you listen to podcasts so that you can be in the loop when that episode comes out. It's going to be a really, really good one. So I say this to say the number two way that you can value people over profitability is to meet people right where they are. Don't be pushy, create community, and don't make it about your goals, make it about them. Okay. So the third way is going to be I want you to be a professional cheerleader. So you might be listening to me and you're like, okay, Heather, you're very cheerful. You're very extroverted, outgoing, all the things. And, you know, maybe you've got a mentor that's like that as well. I, Cat Fairchild, who is one of the highest ranked 
distributors in our company kind of comes to mind for this. But I honestly think that's one of the reasons why she has done as well as she has is because she is so dang encouraging when people say they want to do big things. So she believes enough in it for them that they start to believe in themselves. And my friend, you can do that too. It doesn't mean you have to have the same bubbly, over-the-top personality. In fact, sometimes I think people see it as a more genuine thing when it's not so over the top. I know I've heard that about my personality that sometimes people are, they're like, is she really like that? And I'm like, yeah, I really, I really am like that. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't feel as genuine when it is a little over the top. When you can take the time using your personality and your heart to really encourage the people who are on your team or who aren't on your team, for that matter. If you're looking to you know, convert one of your existing customers into becoming a distributor with you, the way that you might, and in fact, pretty much every time, you're going to need to encourage them that they can do it. They're probably feeling like they can't do what you do, especially if you're showing up in a way that isn't a a way that they want to do it. Like, for example, I've talked extensively on this podcast that most people don't want to be an online influencer. They don't want to share every facet of their life and business online. So sometimes people don't join you in business because they see that that's what you're doing, okay? So a lot of times it's helping them and reminding them that there's a bunch of different ways to do this and connecting with them and asking them the questions and getting them curious as to why they think maybe they couldn't do what you do. So becoming that professional cheerleader and pouring that encouragement, it starts with the people who are your customers, right? Maybe your product also has a little bit of a learning curve. I know ours does. People overthink the makeup application. It really is so stupid simple, but people still get tripped up on doing it the right way, even though there's a million ways of doing it. So once again, by me being a an encourager and a professional cheerleader to help them know like, you've got this, you can do it. You can't screw it up. Just slap the makeup on and blend it. You might have to do the same exact thing to even have people purchase your product before they fall in love with it to then want to join your team. And then certainly if you have people that, do have ambitions, again, maybe to 10 to 20% on your team that do want to grow and want to take this to the next level. They're joggers or runners, if you will. You're going to have to pour some major encouragement on them because they will get stuck and they will have hard things. That's just how life works. And honestly, that's even how our faith and uh, growth journey too. We grow through hard things, okay? And so they're going to hit those things. And if they don't have that encouragement and that belief coming from their mentor in particular, they're they're going to falter and they're going to they're going to feel not so great. So you have an amazing opportunity to be that cheerleader and to be that encourage encourager for them. And honestly, this is probably one of the easiest leadership skills to adopt, but it's also probably one of the most effective. So my third way is to become a professional cheerleader encourager and pour some love and some belief on your team, on your customers until they believe it as much as you do, okay? So that's the third way. The fourth way is something that I need to learn myself. I am so systems and strategy minded and I'm obsessed with all things automations that sometimes I get a little bit too excited about them and I realize that systems are important but they need to be the prompt or the reminder to make the connection. They can't be the connection, right? So automations should make it easier to stay on top of things like you know serving your customers or building relationships. 
but they're not going to do the work for you. And people can see right through them. And I think some of the times where I've gotten really excited about sending some like fancy tech funnel automation, you know, to my customers and it doesn't quite meet or exceed my expectations that I that I had, I think it's because people can feel that I didn't do step or way number one. I didn't take the time to individually connect. And yes, I saved myself some time, but I would have had a more effective outcome if I had taken that same time to connect even with just a handful of people. Because once again, I think when you are maybe a top leader or you've been in business for as long as I have, I do have thousands of customers and I have thousands of teenies. And so it can feel a little overwhelming sometimes on where to even start, which is where the automation kind of gets me a little bit excited. So you have to remember that you do have to have systems and an automation is just an implementation of that system in a way that you don't have to think about it. So I absolutely use and love and built an entire course that is currently right now has a waiting list. You can go to heatherkburge.com slash automate, where I will walk you through my exact automation systems. But what it does is it follows up with my customers with a question that they then respond to that I can serve them with. And so, you know, the question is going to be exactly what I would pretty much ask any new customer, for example, or at the beginning of the month when I do connect with my teamies, the questions that I ask would be what I would ask every single one of them. But how they respond is going to warrant a different response for me. So that doesn't mean that I should you know, respond with this. If jogger, if you're a jogger, respond with runner. If you're a runner, they're not going to feel served. They're going to feel like they're a box that you've checked. And I know this from experience because I've even had some tough love shared from my leaders who have shared that that's sometimes how my systems and my automations make them feel. And I am feel very convicted about that. And I'm working on this. Like I said, this is an area that I need to grow in. But systems are important. You just can't let them do all the work for you, especially when it comes to the relationship building side and the intentional connection and curiosity side. You're going to let have to let the Holy Spirit prompt you person by person to build that relationship to help that person grow in that next step in their journey, whatever that looks like, okay? So keep that in mind. So the fifth and final, and this is definitely kind of harping on the fear that a lot of you guys I know have is the fear of not wanting to be pushy. So I know I told you a few ways back that you cannot push and pull people. So know that pushing them and what I'm talking about are two different things. So the fifth way is don't be scared to reconnect, going back to the first step, on previously stated goals or revisit the question completely altogether of, hey, what what is it that you want from XYZ, right? So this goes for, again, people who have not yet purchased from you, goes from your customers, and it goes for your team. So I'll kind of walk through examples of each of those. So for people who have not yet purchased from you, I hear this all the time that people say like, oh, you know, I don't want to follow up because I don't want to seem pushy. Well, if they're the ones that expressed interest to you, or even if you asked them, hey, would you let me practice makeup on you? Or, hey, would you be interested in learning more about XYZ? Or in my experience and in the funnel that I teach, if they've filled out your color match form, they've raised their hands and they've previously stated the goal of learning more about what it is that you have to offer, right? So following up with them is not being pushy. It's just serving them really well, okay? People sometimes, actually most of the time, especially if they're spacey like me, they need a reminder and they need that little extra step. And so I recommend doing it three times. And on the last time, you can say, 
you know, I don't want to bother you anymore. This is the last time you can say one last time. Those three magic words are something I use all the time. For example, in my color match follow-ups, just wanted to follow up one last time. And they know you're not going to continue to bug them, but it gives them that little little deadline to know that they they need to kind of dive in and take action, right? So that's how you can kind of, I guess, hold your customers or your potential customers accountable to doing that. But if they are your existing customers and you're following up or maybe someone who expressed interest in your becoming a distributor with your with you even years ago, do not be scared to follow up with them on that question. Hey, I know that at one point you had mentioned something about adding an additional income stream to your family. Is this something that you're still thinking about? So all you're doing is you're asking the question and you're following up on that previously stated <laughs> question that she had, right? And you have to be okay with whatever that outcome is and not, again, let that tie into your worth or even be scared because she might say no. Probably, again, most people will say like, oh, yeah, no, it's just not for me or not for me in this season. So you can either continue getting more curious and asking questions about that or you can just be okay with that and move on and ask someone else the same question. And even if they've never approached you about it before, you know, asking that, that great question of, hey, is this something that you've ever thought about? Again, it's making it about them, and then however they respond, you've got to be okay with, okay? So this is the same for your team. So if you are following the step, the first step or the first way that I talked about and making the time to intentionally connect with your team on what it is that they want out of this business, on where they are with their heartbeat with the business right now, and maybe the end of the month rolls around and they haven't quite gotten there, it's okay to check back in with them and just say like, hey, how's it going over there? I know that you mentioned you were trying to go for XYZ. Are you still going for that? Is there any way that I can help you with that? Again, you're you're connecting with them and you're not being pushy if you're reconnecting with them in a way or revisiting the conversation or the connection that you've already done, okay? This is, again, not the time to do it on step one. Like, hey, are you going to get active? That's not something that you should, honestly, I don't think that's something that anyone should ever do in their business is let that be the first question that they ask. That is pushy because guess what? That's about you. But even if it is close to the end of the month and you see someone's got some sales on the board and you want to check in and be like, hey, I just was noticing that you've had some awesome sales this month. I just wanted to introduce myself and say, hey, and just see how it's going over there. How are you liking your journey with company XYZ? You're starting that conversation. You're kind of going back to that first step of intentionally connecting. And then be okay with whatever the outcome is. They may ghost you. They may respond to be like, oh, yeah, I just needed to reorder some things. So I bought some stuff for myself. And it's like, okay, what are your what are your goals? Or do you have any goals for this business? You can ask them that question. And if they're like, no, not really, I'm good, you've got to let it go, okay? And know that by following that, not only are you going to feel way less icky and way less pushy because you know that you have done everything that you can to serve them and to connect with them, but you can do that over and over again. And eventually, there will be people who are like, actually, yeah, I'm so excited. I got the makeup on my best friend and she loved it. And she actually invited a few of her friends to come over to, to play makeup this weekend. And you can say, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Is there any way that I can help you? I love to do in-person makeovers and I can kind of give you some tips and advice. And that little spark, that connection and pouring that energy and that encouragement on that person by by not being pushy and connecting with them, that can be the catalyst to build your next top leader, okay? 
So you have to be okay with whatever the response is, whether it's they ghost you, whether it's they don't have any desire to do anything with their business or with your business, right? Or hopefully the outcome is that they do want to do big things and you can link arms with them. You can show them the way by your example in doing all of these things and you guys can learn and grow together. So most importantly, above all, when you're doing these You have to let the chips fall where they are, knowing that you've done everything that you can and also that there is a lesson and a blessing in every bit of it. So your story and your journey is shaping up for a reason. And a lot of times it's so that you can serve someone else way down the road, especially if you have that long-term vision. Because if you're going through something hard or you have a customer return your product or you have a leader quit your team and go join another company, That happens. It's going to happen. The hard things are going to happen. But when you can love people and serve people right where they are, and when you can realize the freedom of this business model is both a good thing and a hard thing at the same time, and you can see that there is a lesson and a blessing for you and pretty much everything that you experience, good and bad, it will become a part of your story that can be such a powerful way to allow you to connect with and serve people down the road. So I know this was a lot. Um, Just a quick review. The five ways. Number one, make sure to take time to connect. Number two, meet people right where they are. Number three, become a professional cheerleader. Number four, remember that systems are important, but they can't do the work for you. And number five, don't be scared to reconnect on previously stated goals or revisit the step one, if you will, of taking time to connect on what it is that someone wants from this business. So I hope that this has been helpful for you guys. If you did enjoy this, and given the fact that I am back on Instagram, again, I'm not trying to grow the following there, but I do want to be able to reach more people through the message. And I've even heard today, like, how did I, someone said in a chat, like, how did I not know that Heather had a podcast? And I'm like, probably because I haven't posted about it on social media. And so I would love if you got value from this to share it with someone, either individually or if you are on social media and you want to screenshot this episode and tag me over on Instagram, it's Heather K. Burge over there. And I would be honored to hear what you thought about it too. So you can always shoot me a message over there as well. So thank you guys so much. I hope you have a beautiful week and thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Get excited for more to come. I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.